Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. But for this episode, we are doing a new release, 2018's biopic Bohemian Rhapsody, based on the British rock band Queen. And joining me on this review is Carly from Core 10 Parts. Hey, Carly. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on. It's been a while. You know, I always say it that I need to have you on more. But, you know, uh, like myself, you do a plethora of uh, many, many shows. Uh, But, you know, maybe, maybe for those that are tuning in for the first time, why don't you talk about some of those things that you do do? Well, um, I run Core Temp Arts, and there we cover TV and movies and a bunch of things. And I cover a couple of TV shows for our official TV podcast, um, TV at My Brain. And um, But right now, what's taking up most of my energy is Talking Shondaland, the other podcast that I have, talking about all of Shonda Rhimes' TV shows currently on TV. And that is a lot of fun, and that's what's kind of like... You know, it's the fall, it's September, so TV is back, Shondaland is back, and that's what I'm doing right now. But you can listen to all of those shows um, on courtandbarts.com. Yep, including this one, Podstalgic. I do uh, a number of other shows as well. Um, You know, Cobra Kai Companion is a newer pod, which we still need to kind of introduce. But life Mm -hmm. happens, and podcasting, uh, you know, sometimes, I don't want to say gets in the way, but can take up a a lot of our extra time too. It does. It needs to just kind of... Uh, step to the side while we deal with life and then we come back to it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what happens. That's, yeah. that's, that's how it works. Um, Absolutely. But Peter, <laughs> I, I just, in your intro and in your other things that you have covered uh, that I've listened to, you say biopic. Yes? Uh, I, you know what? I, I, I think I say both. Do you? Yeah, I think, okay. I've say, I, I, think I have said biopic in the past. Uh. And um, I think where I got a biopic from is Mariano. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. Mariano? Yeah, I, I think that's bad he, influence tool. So is that not correct? <laughs> no, I just I I don't hear a lot of people say biopic. Neither do I. I I well, have always said biopic, but you know there was a time uh, Mariano and I we were um you know we we've done like the La, La Bamba you know we've done we um that Tupac and Biggie show on USA so I, I, yeah I I picked up you know him saying that and I just thought you know I didn't want to say it differently if he was saying it a certain way so I just you know I wanted I, I felt <laughs> You're like so the, nice <laughs> I didn't want the listeners to be like man these guys both say it differently you know what I mean so yeah. I just kind of picked it up and and ran with it so oh that's nice of you that's very <laughs> nice of you i won't be that nice today i'm okay. saying biopic <laughs> okay all right so yes the biopic we're talking about i mean this movie it does focus um on the lead singer freddie mercury um leading up to their uh, live aid performance in wembley uh back in 85 um yes. Let's just talk a little bit about the the, the cast. We, uh, we do have Rami Malik, right? That's how you pronounce his name? Rami, uh, yeah, Rami Malik. Rami, uh, so from uh, Mr. Robot. Uh, yes. He plays uh, Freddie Mercury. So it's not a show I've watched. I think I've seen like maybe one or two episodes. It's just, it, it didn't capture me, you know, early on. Mm-hmm. So I, I've just n- never really watched it. Um, and then we have uh, Lucy Boynton, who plays Mary Austin, uh, his his girlfriend, uh, I guess we can call her that, and a, a common law wife. Love of his life. Love, love, yeah, his, love life, of his life. That's what he calls he her. Uh, Gwillem Lee plays uh, Brian, who's the lead guitarist, a.k.a. the astrophysicist, I think he is, yes. right? Um, I think he uh, corrects uh, Freddie's mother at one point. <laughs> Actually, it's he an does. astrophysicist. It's a pretty good line. Uh, ben mm-hmm. Hardy, uh, I don't think any relation to Tom Hardy, uh, plays Brian, the <laughs> drummer, one of my favorite characters there. Uh, Joseph mm-hmm. Mazzello uh, plays Dinkin, the bass guitarist. Now, he was in Jurassic Park, if anybody thought that he looked very familiar. Um, yeah. We got Peter Baelish, uh, you know, Game of the Thrones, uh, who's oh. actually Aiden Gillen, uh, for those that uh, didn't pick up on that joke. But he plays uh, the manager. <laughs> Carly, that's not a show you kind of watched it, right? It's not a show you, you're on board with. What, Game of Thrones? Yeah. Oh, I watch every episode of Game of Thrones. I'm oh, just okay. not, like, enamored with it the way I- 
everyone else's, but I watch it, yes. That's what it is. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Peter, I, I recognized him immediately because of his voice. You know, it's always borderline creepy. Um, it's really hard to trust him after watching him yes. as Littlefinger. It's really hard to trust him do anything, really. So, he could have played you know, the Pope, and I still would have been like, mm, he's a little shifty, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at one point I go, oh, of course, he's pimping out Freddie Mercury here too. You right, know? So right. just in character, <laughs> this guy. And let's get a little little love to uh, Mike Myers, who uh, uh, has a little cameo as uh, Ray Foster. I thought that was a nice little nod, you know, for the Wayne's yeah. World. Um, my, my introduction to be Bohemian Rhapsody, the, the song. So that was, um, Yeah, that was a lot of younger people's introduction to Bohemian Rhapsody and Queen uh, was uh, through Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I guess, I guess we'll throw in uh, Mr. Alan Leach uh, plays Paul, who yes. is uh, Freddie Mercury's personal manager. Um, we yes. we got oh, Duncan Abbey's fame. Okay, see, not a show I watch, but um, you know, I I did like his character. Um, so let's let's get this stuff out of the way real quick. Uh, Carly, you are a Queen f- fan, yes? I am. Yes. Uh, what is your history with that? band and and their music well um when i was in when i was in high school a long time ago it feels like uh i was really into classic rock so all like the the music from the 70s uh especially the rock from the 70s i was really into so i got into queen at a at a fairly early age and i've been really really like like i'm not like a huge fan where i know everything about them but like their music and who uh, Freddie is or or represented artistically and all that. Like I've been just a fan of that. So um, I've been waiting for the biopic of of the band for for a long time. Um, there was there was like this whole thing that like Johnny Depp was gonna play Mercury at some point, which I wasn't on board with. Um, then you know Sasha Baron Cohen a couple years ago was uh, on deck to play him. Um, but anyways, regardless, I'm really excited that they finally got, you know, their big, you know, their big movie release, biopic release. So I'm yeah. in it. I'm, yeah. I, I think it would have been very interesting to see Sasha and Baron Cohen because I, I feel like he does look like at least the, 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 the second Freddie Mercury, you know, the, when he was older back in the eighties, mm-hmm. the, the, um, uh, Remy Malik, who uh, who plays him in the movie, when he had like the long hair, no mustache, I, I felt mm-hmm. he kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Mick Jagger a little bit, you know? Yeah, he yeah. does have a little Mick Jagger quality yeah. to him. But I just I loved his portrayal. Now I'm not a um, I, I'm a super casual Queen fan. Like there mm-hmm. are songs that I'm familiar with that I didn't even know was Queen, and vice versa. You know, right. um, like which uh, ones? Uh, okay, yeah, I'm probably gonna get some shit for this, but putting you on the spot. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to. Crazy, crazy little thing called love. I did not oh, know yeah. that was Queen until recently. Yeah. yeah, you know, just because it's it's not what you think of a you know like their style, but right. obviously after watching the movie, I go that makes sense. They like to experiment, right, and and do different types of uh, styles of music. So when I found out that was Queen, I was like, holy shit! I've known that song forever, but I didn't know that was Queen. So there's things like that. That's how casual I am. So before anybody jumps in my mentions, that's <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the disclaimer. Okay. Right. So again, um, I was I would say I was uh, obviously introduced Bohemian Rhapsody by Wayne's World, and then um, mm-hmm. We Are the Champion by Mighty Ducks Two. I think it was, you know. So right. that, that's when I I heard most of it. I grew up on classic rock as well, but I don't think Queen was one that my dad listened to a lot of. I don't, I don't even know if he had any of the albums. But you know, I grew okay. up on like Elvis, Beatles, Bee Gees, ABBA. I know that's disco, but. Yeah. Um, so there were a lot of things I was familiar with, but I guess their bigger hits I probably heard on the radio, the 80s station, because I am a big 80s fan, and they do play a lot of um, older stuff too. So that's kind of really where I'm at. So their story, I didn't know anything about. So mm-hmm. most of the things I know, I kind of learned from this movie, which I'm sure um, some liberties were taken to kind of tell a better story. Right. So having said that, Carly, uh, what is your overall thought uh, of this movie? And just for the listeners, we're not going to get into any spoilers yet. We'll, you know, have a break a little bit later on before we get into details. Okay. Um, Well, this is the thing. I absolutely enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I 
Um, I'm a big fan of biopics, good and bad. I love biopics, especially the music ones, um, especially when it comes to like big over, like um, over the top, you know, bigger than life personas. Those are the best for me. Um, a long time ago, there was this show on uh, VH1. I don't know if VH1 is still around, but called Behind the Music. And those were the best for me. So I'm a huge biopic fan. And I knew that I was going to like it, you know, to a certain extent, regardless. But while I was watching the movie, I just enjoyed it from the very from the very um, uh, opening notes of the of the first scene, you know, of the first uh, um, there was this big tracking shot of him right before he gets uh, and you know on the stage on Wembley. Like I was hooked, and then the music really kind of captured the the energy of of the band and like the whole energy in in my heart, <laughs> and I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was a very fun ride. Um, did it have some misses? Absolutely. Um, but those were, but the misses I feel like were eclipsed by Rami Malek's incredible performance. Like he was mesmerizing as Freddie Mercury. Um, and the soundtrack, you know, all of that just kind of worked for me. And then it kind of made me forget about the things that, you know, were a little questionable. Oh yeah, to say, oh, the, to okay, say yeah. the least. I definitely want to hear, um, you know, thoughts on on some of those. I agree with you. Uh, I I don't think I can put it into any other words than what you just said. But uh, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie as well. I thought it was well paced for being like two and a quarter. And um, mm-hmm. I saw, you know, as movie reviewers, uh, you know, slash podcasters, and we follow, you know, a number of people on Instagram. I did kind of inadvertently caught somebody's like brief review of it on Instagram and okay. they they were kind of like low on it um they gave it a low score and mm-hmm. i couldn't because of the score the score stuck out so much i had to see what they said and i was just kind of like oh okay so i didn't agree with anything they said that's fine that's their opinion but i'm definitely on the <laughs> other side of that spectrum like i i enjoyed Remy Malik's performance as well I love the supporting uh, characters. I, I love the the other mm-hmm. band. I love Lucy Boynton uh, as Mary oh, Austin. She was great. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not familiar with her work at all, but um, she really stuck out for me, and I really love their chemistry together from the mm-hmm. jump. You know yeah. that 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 first time um, they meet each other in the hallway. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Immediately after the movie, I wanted to sit down and watch it again. Yes, me too. Yeah, I I yeah. had a pretty good audience. Um, that there were there was this lady. I clearly she grew up with their music. You know, she's probably like a little bit older than my parents. I would say, and she was um at one point both her and I were crying, <laughs> and so we just, people were really getting into this movie, and so that's awesome. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and like you, I enjoy um biopics. You know, mm-hmm. as well. You know, I. <laughs> <laughs> I I have you know reviewed a, a handful of them. Um, one of my favorite ones was La Bamba. Mariana and I we had mm-hmm. such a great time reviewing that movie and just shitting on Bob, you know. And um, <laughs> the ladies of It's About Damn Crime joined me for Selena, which is like one of my biggest episodes ever because it's also yeah. you know slash two true crime. Um, but yeah, I I enjoy these type of movies, and yeah. so. I wonder, you know, since I don't know the history of Queen and I don't know about this um, Paul Prenter uh, guy who was um, uh, Freddie's manager, mm-hmm. I wonder if the the focus on him as being like a villain was to kind of like balance out how linear and how clean this movie was. You know, like I was expecting some like really big blow ups and right. I it just... You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm used to this formula in biopics where there's just that dastardly character, you know, that you're supposed to hate. And Paul was that, right. you know what he I was, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that, like, I think every every biopic has the bad influence, right? Yeah, we could put it under that category. Mm-hmm. And there's always either a person, um, you know, or a group of people that's in the movie is just personified as that one person. But there's always that bad influence that's quote unquote the villain. So I think Paul. You know, I think they did a pretty good job at, at making us be like, can this guy just go away? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Littlefinger, why so. don't you get somebody to kill him? You know, like, Thank you know, you. I, was, I was waiting for something like that. But yeah, um, yeah just even Paul was was a very good character. I, I did enjoy uh, Alan Leach's um, 
you know, his portrayal of that character. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Anybody else worth noting? Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that they did show um, Freddie's family dynamic. You know, I did like seeing that being a minority myself. And mm-hmm. can I can understand having a um, a hard-ass father, you know, yeah. and, and things of that nature. But I, I, I don't know. This is the, the part where I haven't really put too much thought into. I don't know if I want more of their family. I felt there was... I felt like I wanted more, but I don't know if I wanted more. Does that make sense at all? Of his, of his personal, like his family, yes, life with parents and stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I I feel I don't want to speak for you, but I I feel like um, I think that the reason you feel that way is because the theme of family and bonds, you know, and was and what keeps us together and and all that stuff was was a major theme in the movie, even though. It wasn't. It didn't feel as firm in the movie as the as I think the movie wanted us to feel about that theme. But it was there. You know, it mm. was about. Um, we are. You know, I think they said it a couple of times. Like we're a bunch of mits, misfits that shouldn't necessarily work, but we work. We're family. Right. And whenever and when he got lost at a certain point in his life, he came back. and he kept repeating that. You know, but we're family. But kind of like, but you guys have to forgive me because we're family and family comes back no matter what, you know? So that theme was very present, Mm -hmm. um, even though they kind of wavered from it a couple, a couple of times. So I think maybe that's why you feel that way. Cause it would have been nice to to possibly to kind of tie that in a little more. Um, if that's how they were going. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to say yes. That that's exactly how I felt. Thank you for putting it into better words, Carly. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, but yeah, I, for being two hours and 15 minutes, did you think it was well-paced? Did you think they could have trimmed down? What were your thoughts on that? No, actually, uh, I knew, like, obviously it um, it did not feel like it was lagging. Like I, it, like, I was, I didn't feel like I had to power through it at all. I thought it was a very good pace. Um, obviously, the music helped a lot, which kind of, which, um, with moving things along. Um, that being said, I think that it was very um what's a what's a term that reviewers always say um paint by numbers mm-hmm. like it, i feel like it was very paint by numbers it was very much kind of like they were going uh, off a checklist the, like yeah they were yeah. going down the checklist not only of like biopics of you know of all the all the beats major that we events. need to uh-huh. and major events that we need to hit but also just kind of like the story of queen itself just very um shallow the the information that they gave us uh, was in terms of like the band and like how they met and then what the you know their first you know their hits and then their tour and you know what I mean like all those things are just kind of like oh that's kind of what we know from either watching something like behind the music or one of those you know tv documentary things or a- any documentary things you know so because of that maybe it just f- felt lighter but I don't like none of that really matters because it, it, I was having such a good time. Right. Yeah. You know, so the time just kind of flew by in a way. I agree. And and that's exactly what I meant. Like, um, you know, I, I thought the pacing was great and it, it very much is paint by numbers, uh, just mm-hmm. marking off the checklist. We, we want to touch right. on this, touch on that. We're right. not going to go too much into it because then, yeah, the movie might feel like it's meandering and stuff like mm-hmm. that. If anything, um, maybe not, not completely done without, but th- there's points where he's kind of like, you know, I, I think it's when they kind of go to, was it Sweden to write Bohemian Rhapsody? You know, where they go to like the, that like farmhouse farm or whatever. Farm, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. There's a point where like, you know, we kind of focus in on Freddie and he's like, you know, kind of thinking and saying lyrics. Uh, I felt like if they were going to do something like that, I, I think we, sh- we should have seen kind of like bits and pieces of that throughout the movie, you know, kind of show like mm-hmm. his creativity side. But, mm-hmm. um, that would have been great. Yeah. And, you know, kind of like in Eight Mile. I don't know if you saw right. that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, throughout the movie, you would see, like, M- uh, Eminem, like, riding on the bus and, you know, things like that. So, so that, that worked. For, th- for me here, like, I, I guess I could have done without if they didn't really quite show us his, that creativity side throughout the movie. You know, they were right. only showing, like, I think, like, maybe two times where right. he was actually writing. So, I think maybe maybe do we leave it at that and we'll just kind of get more into details. I know there's a lot of a, a lot I'm sure we want to talk about. Well, no, I just I just want to say before I guess we get into spoilers and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. The bookends of the Live Aid performances, um, the movie starts like re- just the first 
thing we see is um, him walking up to the stage and it cuts off and then it goes back to like the 1970 or whatever, right before he gets on that Live Aid uh, Wembley stage. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a, I just really liked um, that beginning. Like I felt like it was, it felt electric in a way. And then we saw the performance at the end of the movie, like the last 20 minutes of the movie or whatever was the performance. So it was from that point on and it just I think the movie, the one thing the movie did right outside of Rami's performance was this Live Aid climax. Like it was perfect for me. Like it was so electrifying is the only thing I can think of. Um, Not only did Malik really uh, embodied everything that that uh, that Freddie Mercury kind of kind of was right. But like they. I think they like it, it felt almost like a shot for shot, you know what I mean? Movement for movement, note for note, um, take of the Live Aid performance dramatized. And it was beautiful. It was like the one time um, that I that I actually shed a tear. Um, and it was I, I don't I don't know. I just I loved every second of that beginning and the end of that movie. I did absolutely too. loved it. Yeah, yeah, it, it was great. Uh, the beginning you're talking about it actually it's a, is a slow mo, right? He's going up the stairs and it's from yeah, the he's back. Going, we just see him. We just see like his shoulders, like the camera's like right. We don't see him, you know. We see his shoulders and like the back of his head, and he's walking, you know, um, back, you know, backstage or whatever, and then he goes right up against the, you know, right before they go on stage and then it cuts off. Like it was a really great opening. And then they scored with somebody to love, which is my favorite um, Queen song. And I was like, I literally, I could not have stayed in my seat. Like I felt like I was jumping out of my seat because it was, it was a really good entrance. I don't know. I liked yeah. it, but I'm a dork. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, the, the end scene, um, I enjoyed it as well. I, I went and watched the YouTube version of that performance and yeah. not as electric, uh, as, you know, on screen because obviously it's dramatized and, you know, there's yeah. things that they do, but, um, I, I really enjoyed the YouTube clip as well. And I think there was at least two songs that was not performed in the movie. Obviously, no. you don't want to do the entire performance in the movie because you could just go watch the YouTube clip. But um, Although it felt like the entire performance in it the did. movie. It did. It really did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they must have it done did. like four songs, I feel. Um, Something like that. But I mean, it wasn't... Obviously, it's not as electric, like you said, the, the, the real performance... It wasn't the same, like the same intensity, but it was, there wasn't an, an, an electricity um, and, um, and a larger than life-ness to that Live Aid performance. That kind of, that performance kind of not put them on the map, but really cemented their position in like rock and roll history, Hall of Fame type yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. forever and always that kind of made everyone be like, oh, they're not just, you know, some like rinky dink you know, stadium anthem band or some like campy, you know, flamboyant band, like they're hardcore, you know, somebody that we, people that we should take seriously. And I think that Live Aid performance definitely did that. And it was one of the, probably one of the best of his lives. Like he was perfect in that. He was pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, So we'll go ahead and play a break before we get into more details. Uh, But before we do that, Carly, would you recommend people go watch this in the theater? Yes, absolutely. I think, um, especially when it comes to musical or uh, anything with music, um, especially bio biopics about musicians or bands, like you should definitely go see it at the at the movie theater um, for that kind of largeness uh, element to it. But just if you just are like a Rami Malek fan or just a Queen fan or whatever, I say go and support it because they do they do a really good job and it's a very very fun time. I don't think that you'll regret it you know i know that we're that i know that like we live in an age now where like people hate everything and no one can be happy with anything <laughs> but like if you just let all that shit go and just go and have a good time and watch a really fantastic performance like i think you definitely um would enjoy it yeah i i highly recommend watching this in the theater just for the experience you know kind of like you mm-hmm. said with all the music you want all that loud booming surround sound and um because uh, Queen, they experiment so much with their, you know, instrument and how they do music. Some of those scenes that depict that, they kind of do that with the sounds as well. So you, you mm-hmm. want that full effect, um, right. in the movie theater. So I definitely recommend watching in the theater. Uh, but yeah, it, yeah, I, again, I'm a casual fan and I immediately want to be like, projector, rerun the tape. You know, like, yes. I, no, let's, <laughs> 
fucking play it again except for like yeah. i watched a, a a late showing i think I, uh, my showing got done a little after 11 so mm-hmm. there was no way i was going to be able to watch another one and then go to work the next day but uh yeah yeah i i today i have the day off i, I kind of want to go and watch it again except for i have so many things i got to do so um i was very impressed with this movie loved it loved it loved it yeah, I went I went with um with a friend of mine and she was like, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. I kind of want to go see it again. And then yeah. the next day she texts me. She's like, did you wake up with the Queen song in your head? I was like, absolutely. <laughs> she's like, I want to go see it again. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. I, I, let me know. And I'm there because it was. Yeah, it was that good. Yeah. So I did not wake up uh, with a um, Queen song in my head. However, I was singing <laughs> Queen like all morning at work the next day. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> like just little bits and pieces of the songs that I do know. And they're like, did, did yeah. you just watch that movie? I go, yeah, I did. Yeah, so, uh, all right. So, yeah, uh, here's the break uh, for those that uh, have not yet seen the movie. Um, you know, pause this, go watch it. Then, you know, listen to what we had to say uh, in details after the break. Bloody right I am. Somebody true. We're all legends. And we are back. So if you are now listening, either you have seen the movie or you don't care for spoilers because you probably already know a lot more than us about the band, I guess, in real yeah. life. You know, yeah. IRL, as the kids say. So, uh, <laughs> And so, just like that, too. <laughs> just exactly. Um, I, I want to throw this out because I thought this, uh, I don't want to say the man's name, but I thought this movie was shot very well. You know, mm-hmm. a couple of things that, um, that really stuck out to me that I thought was just beautiful. There was a point where Freddie and Mary were laying in bed, you know, kind of like under the piano and mm-hmm. Freddie's playing the piano, like laying down without even looking at the keys. I thought that was like pretty amazing. Because the piano was like his headboard. Yeah. And I lo- yeah, that moment was really, it was beautiful, that moment, too, because she's like, isn't it uncomfortable? Like, why do you have it there? And he was like, let me show you. And then he just puts his hand up above his head and, like, plays a, plays a couple of notes or a couple of chords of what would end up being Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And I was like, like, I almost cried. I was like, yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, it was oh, great. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. first time that I cried and I looked over to that lady that was next to me, it was when uh, they broke up. You know, is when he mm. reveals that he's bisexual and she's like, you're gay, you know, and like that yeah. whole deal right there, that um, that really hit me because, again, I thought their chemistry was great from the get go, you mm. know, uh, when they exchange eyes in the hallway and she helps him you know, get dressed, puts the eyeliner on and all that. I um, I I didn't know about her character at all. You know, like right. I, I always kind of known that um, uh, Freddie was was gay, and so I didn't know about a female lover or anything. And so when he proposed, I was like, "Wait, what?" You know. Yeah. So <laughs> that that was kind of nice, and it's unfortunate that this character of Paul was around Freddie so much. And mm-hmm. I really did like that tension, you know, that that he brought with his character, um, yeah, Alan Leach. But yeah, I I, I wish we could have gotten more from Mary, but m- maybe there wasn't too much more. Well, yeah. Well, I know that they were they were lifelong friends, as as the movie tells you in you know in the title card later. Mm-hmm. Um, and he left most of his money to her. Like he was like he w- in the movie they he says you're the love of my life, and or like you always will be. And um, I didn't I didn't like I didn't know it had started so early and like that he proposed. But yeah, he it was it was nice that they included her in it. Um, obviously, if it was going to be more about. Freddie, they had to include her in it, right? Right. Um, but what what I really liked about that was not having like how later not having her in his life, um, because she needed to kind of move on. Obviously he was gay and and she needed more than that. Um, like really uh showed his loneliness and his like neediness and loneliness because she wasn't there to feed that or to give him, you know, that companionship that he really wanted. And that, I think the movie did that really well, showing us, you know, how that hole that she left in his, in his life, you know, and possibly how easy it was 
uh, for Paul to then move right in there. Yeah, I like how like genuine uh, Freddie's character is. You know, with Mary, mm-hmm. um, th- there were times that he, you know he would be salty. Um, you know, especially like later on when she starts dating, and you know, it just it just breaks your heart to kind of see him realize like this is the love of my life, but she is you know moving on. But mm-hmm. he. I, I think like in other biopics, they could have been, he, he could have been like really nasty towards her, right? And I'm glad that we never got something like that because that's kind of what I was expecting, you know, and right. it was one of those things like if it happened, it would have been a trope, but it just looks like they had a genuinely wholesome relationship, you know, those two. Yeah. I mean, in, in the movie depicted Freddie as, not that he wasn't this in real life, I don't, I don't, I never met him. Um, but no? he like he was I know I wish um, but like he was like a good he was a good person you know what I mean like he was a like a good guy so it would have been tragic if he would have treated her that way but I'm but you're right I'm glad that he was decent you know yeah to her uh, to the end yeah for for the most part he is like pretty like just a straight up nice dude you mm-hmm. know, um, almost kind of like, uh, yeah, I keep referencing La Bamba, but, um, Mariano and I, we talked about how, like, why does the movie feel like Bob is the lead character? Because, well, <laughs> Richie Valance was, from all accounts, it kind of, his life seemed a little vanilla. You know, there wasn't like too right. many bad stuff to talk about. And that's kind of what we get with, like, Freddie. You know, I'm not saying he's super vanilla, um, cause I, I, look, I love the Freddie Mercury character in this movie. I don't know how close he is, but he is super funny. Right. All his jokes are hilarious. His, um, his, uh, you know, the band dynamic, you know, when they're all together, that's great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm glad there, there wasn't like super, like big blow ups that you would see in, in regular movies with bands, you know, like mm-hmm. nobody really tried to kill each other. And, and, and anytime <laughs> that they got into fights, it all turned out, you know, they, it would end in a very humorous way. Like, like when he, uh, fought, uh, Roger, right. And right. this, this was, in the eighties, before the uh, the Live Aid, and uh, right. what, what was it over? It, it was just one of those times, and and then the the bass um, Deacon he plays mm-hmm. like the you know the bass to another one bites the dust like that. Right. that that's what stopped it all, and everyone's like, hey, you know what? That's kind of, that's kind of dope. Keep playing yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So I, yeah. I really like that. Yeah, because it was all like they were all. Um, whether or not it was this way in real life, like the movie really. Um, like the movie really showed how they they were all about how they were all about the music and the creativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it was like, yeah, they were bickering about someone was late or you not pulling your weight or whatever the fuck people in groups that work together usually complain about and fight about. But then once they heard doom 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 doom, right? Like it was mm-hmm. just kind of like, oh, okay, hold up, that's great. Let's you know, let's not focus on this. Let's go right, you know, and create awesome music and it was to me it felt like or i saw it as them pulling putting that uh, above all of it you know putting that creativity putting that you know the art the work up again you know um above above it all and like you really saw it in the montage which was the best one of the best parts as well um the montage of them creating bohemian rhapsody you Mm -hmm. know like that montage was just it, it like it made me feel so good because you can you can see how free they were to just create you know all the Galileos that he was like okay that's great but <laughs> you need to go higher he was like how many more times I'm gonna make a goddamn Galileo all right Galileo like like he would just go higher and higher he's like no 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 that's not and they were just game to create weird fucking authentic um great something that would make you feel good make them feel good and like you know what i mean like they were just game to do that didn't matter how weird it was and that was that was really um i don't know that was that made me feel good to watch that because at the end of the day you know we like actors musicians whomever we like them because of the work that they do a lot a lot of us do i don't want to speak for everybody and for me i'm definitely one of those that i like you know, the, I want I want to see the musicianship. I want to see the artistry. I want to see, you know, the behind the scenes of how they created the things that we love for years and years and years and decades and decades. And that was, um, I liked seeing that a lot. Like that was one of the best parts for me in this movie. Outside of Rami Malek's performance, I don't know if I've said that before. But <laughs> no, who? I gotta say that again. <laughs> Is, did he play Freddie? Um, yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He was, was great. great. Uh, he, he really embodied that character. Like uh, again, I didn't watch I Ro- or I Robot, uh, Mr. Robot, 
And I haven't seen very many performances of Freddie Mercury, so I didn't really know what he... So, so when I watched the movie, I didn't have a picture of Freddie Mercury in my head. All, mm-hmm. all I saw was Remy Malik. So to me, watching that movie, that was Freddie Mercury. And I didn't see anything else. So afterwards... Mm-hmm. I started looking up music videos and stuff. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So they they look a little different. I can see where they were going. Freddie mm-hmm. Mercury is actually pretty handsome, you know. And yeah. Not to say Remy Malik isn't, but you know they they look it's a little different. bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like I, I thought uh, the moves he got down and just so he just played them so naturally, uh, which was just magnificent. And um, I really liked that very first performance because, like, I. I I didn't know this was a thing, but they explained like why, like his uh, microphone always had like that that uh, top part of the stand, yeah. you know. So I thought that was uh, uh, funny too, and I think it was very effective. Like how cringe worthy that moment was, because because I, yeah. I didn't know what was going on, and right. um, so when he broke that off and it became a thing throughout the movie, I go, okay, I picked up on that. I didn't mm-hmm. know it was a thing, so so I thought they they did really well. In showing things like that, uh, you know, to the casual uh, viewers that wouldn't have known uh, about that otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I mean, I've said it several times that uh, Rami, Rami Malek's performance was great. And I, what made it really great, if I just could elaborate, was that he was, you can tell that he was 100% committed to the role. And it was, ve- and it was a very committed and very uninhibited performance. And when you see a, a performer, when you see an actor, um, kind of give themselves to a role in this way where it doesn't, where to me at times it just didn't feel like he was acting. It, se- it felt like he was being this mm-hmm. person, yeah. this character. That's what made him so great, so magnetic to watch, so mesmerizing. There is something, I say mesmerizing because there is something about Rami Malik. I don't know if his, his face, his performing, his eyes, I don't know what it is about him. I can't put my finger on it. But even when I watch Mr. Robot, and his performance there is very quiet and completely on the opposite end of Freddie Mercury. But there is something very like hypnotic and mesmerizing about him. So he brought that to this character, Freddie Mercury, who in and of itself was flamboyant and over the top. And just like, you know, he was all like sex and energy and like performing and like all that. And he just he did a really great job at that. So to me, I almost felt like he didn't have to look like him because he embodied him and mm-hmm. that, and that, you know, you have to give him all the kudos for that at all. Um, I must say that was, it was a little distracting, the mouthpiece that yeah. they put on him because it's just, it's just really jarring how pronounced his overbite was. Um, however, it still looked better than Mercury's actual teeth, which I found hilarious, but <laughs> whatever, <laughs> it's fine. Um, and, and you're right. He wasn't as like tall or as you know handsome in, in that way as Freddie was. But again, I think he got like the movements and the, mm-hmm. like the hip thrusts and those tight jeans and you know what I mean? And all that just, just right. You know, he just, they just got it right. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty, yeah, his uh, portrayal is pretty amazing. And uh, th- this, uh, this comes up often, um, you know, when I review uh, biopics, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, I also did All Eyes on Me. I completely forgot about that because it's a very forgettable movie. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but I, you I, did not like it. No, no, we, we didn't like it. <laughs> um, but this, like, I wonder, like, could, could they have done a two, three parter miniseries? And, you know, we could have gotten like everything that more. Yeah. A lot more that, you know, that we kind of maybe were hoping to get from this. Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like I was missing much from this. I, I think this is, again, perfectly paced. And I think I got everything I wanted from what I knew. But the fact that, you know, there's so much things that they were trying to tick off this checklist. I was like, okay, maybe that seems interesting. I could have used more of that. You know, mm-hmm. I could have used maybe more of their early life, you know, because or the, the band. Uh, because they jump one year ahead after their very first performance. You know, mm-hmm. maybe we could have seen a little bit more struggle, but we, you know, I guess we do get the sense of the struggle where they sold the van and and all of that too. But the band, that unit, I could have used a little bit more. That wasn't them just in the studio recording yeah. music, you know, because yeah. I, I more really, band stuff, more band stuff. Like I love that part stuff, yeah. where they were meeting uh, the managers for the first time and stuff, and <laughs> Freddie Mercury shows up and they're like, "You look like an angry lizard." <laughs> 
<laughs> with the jacket yeah. he really did oh my god oh that's funny oh, yeah he really did I, he was I, like oh well i wanted more stuff like that but um yeah but just the lines that they give freddie you know i don't know if he like in real life said those lines but they were super hilarious he was just a really funny guy yeah he seemed like a regular dude too mm-hmm. who just needed to perform to you know what i mean as somebody who's artistic and uh, uh live my life around a lot of artistic people like that felt very real to me. The need to just create or the need to just be out there and just give yourself to a crowd because that's how, you know what I mean? That's how you feel most alive or something like that, you know? You were talking about lines and he said something like, um, like he could die happy when, he said, when I know I'm exactly the person I've always meant, I'm, I've always meant to be or something like that. And, and like he really embodied that and like you can, you can tell. So you can, you, could tell that about him. Um, but you're right. I think I, I would have loved to have seen more band, um, band stuff, just like yeah, more yeah. band interactions, the, their dynamic outside of just the, you know, like you said, in the studio or arguing or on stage and on stage, they could disappear and it's just, you know, the Freddie show. Uh, but it would, it would have been nice to, because the theme of family and bonding and, and togetherness and, and all that stuff was fairly uh, strong, it would have been nice to see more of that within the band. Absolutely. Um, and to kind of just touch up on like, the, like when the, when they first met Freddie, uh, I, I liked how, you know, they were outside and Freddie, <laughs> you know, well, they're like, well, first off, you're not going to be our lead singer with those teeth. <laughs> and then he sings, right? He belts out this great note and they sing in harmony. And then he, you know, basically exits the frame and just like, you know, I'll consider your offer <laughs> or, yeah. or something like that. It's just, yeah, got these great quips, you know, I just, I love yeah. it. Yeah. He, I mean, I love that because he, it felt like he did everything from a power position. It was like, you know, he, he, he was just, he went up to them, you know, I'm going to go up to them. I'm going to take this opportunity. Hey, maybe I could be your lead singer. And then they totally made fun of him. And then he took the power back and was yeah. like, Oh, let me, let me show you what I can do. And it was uh, one of those like magical moments that feel like it's made up, but that's kind of how things like this happen. And you've heard, you know, you've heard stories like this, countless times from really famous bands of like how they came to be and yeah. how it was just magic or whatever and Boys that moment was kind of like that yeah a lot yeah a lot of a lot of things are so and that moment was 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 great to see you know because that again you can know a lot about or a little about bands or, or musicians that you like but just seeing even if it's dramatized even if it's like 75 percent real you know like it's nice to see that those like little behind the scenes of you know, it's like being a fly on the wall of of in a moment in rock and roll history or something. So that's cool. Yeah, they really sprinkle some things in where you just like, oh, this feels so real too. You know, and not just dramatized. Like the the, the point where uh, Freddie takes the band to visit his family. You know, yes. I, I like that one part where uh, Roger, the drummer, he he asked his sister, like, hey, what are you doing tonight? She's like, homework. <laughs> you know, we as the audience is laughing because we know exactly what he means. Like, he's trying to hit on the yeah. sister. But yeah. um, Freddie is just so kind of like embarrassed by like his parents bringing up, you know, his upbringing and all these things. He goes over to the piano and starts like singing happy birthday to himself. <laughs> yeah. You know? so I thought that was a great scene, too. Yeah. And and it just it, to show you how also how uncomfortable he was with like with i don't know how to pronounce his last name but farouk which is his real name farouk right his last name you know like how uncomfortable he was with all of that and he just went right into like his you know his persona his freddy persona which arguably is who he was right in his heart so mm-hmm. that you know to just kind of quell the tension that was that was actually a really good moment i had forgotten about yeah yeah it's, it's pretty good and the the actress who plays the sister, um, let's see, Priya Blackburn. She's quite pretty, and she's very pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she, she stuck out to me because I was like, man, I could have used more like uh, maybe not a sibling rivalry because it, it 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 looks like she looks up to him, you know. Yeah. Especially like later on in the movie where they bring uh, Jim Hutton, you know, mm-hmm. one of like fifty Jim Huttons uh, to to the house, <laughs> and she, you know, when, when Freddie's like, oh, this is my friend, puts the hand over Jim, and like the the look on his sister's face is just kind of. Like she was happy for him, you know, and proud, yeah, and, and proud exactly. So I, I really love that moment. And oh fuck, the, oh, it, it always killed me when his dad's like turned on the television or t- oh, the telly. Oh, Peter, oh, oh Peter, I'm gonna cry right now. <laughs> yeah, 
It was a great right, moment. Well, and <laughs> yes, it was. And it was, again, that reminds me. I found that this movie was very emotionally p- pure in mm, a way yes. and honest, yes. you know, and and it's moments like that where, because, you know, not that they had, they had a strained relationship, you know, at best you can call it a strained relationship, him, his parents, definitely him and his dad. So that moment, right. He goes, it seems like, no, he, it was that same day. It was like early that morning, right before the live aid performance. Yes. Um, that like he goes to his parents' house and like introduces his boyfriend to them. And, and it's just kind of like, Oh, well, I gotta go. I gotta go to Wimbley all that. And all that stuff. And his father actually expresses some like love and like being proud of him and all that stuff and how, you know, he like expresses it. And that was just like, it was a really touching moment. So when he said, so when he finally tells the mom or the sister to like turn on the the television so he can actually watch him perform because he's never done that before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That was lump in your throat yeah yeah that that was very effective and i love how they set that up you know just the tension between father and son early on and i that's something that hits close to home for me and so Mm -hmm. at the very end that's why it just like yeah i was ugly crying like kim kardashian (laughs) so i was just like oh well maybe not quite that bad but i was definitely tearing up but yeah what did it for me Mm-hmm. Throughout the movie, we saw them work on a multitude of, of songs, and you're just so invested into this movie that at the freaking end, when they bust out We Are the Champion, that's when yeah. I started crying. In the Live Aid performance? Yes. So, like, when that plays, I was like, oh, right, yeah, this song. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, and then, like, the meaning behind it and, like, them overcoming all this thing and just revealing yes. that he's got AIDS and, and then... You know, obviously, uh, again, I haven't seen any of their performances on YouTube or anything like that. So to see that crowd react the way mm-hmm. they did and them singing back to him to that um, that, that Radio Gaga song? Radio or? Gaga, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So when they're singing back, like, that was the first time I've seen that. So going mm-hmm. back and watching it on YouTube, I'm like, oh, they, they did that very well. But it didn't yeah. have, to take your words, that electrical, that electrifying feeling you know from it so not the same yeah yeah it wasn't the same so i i would definitely rewatch the the, the movie the fictional version well no it's not <laughs> fictional the the dramatized version of it just because it was done so well but yeah. um yeah they Please. just they did a great job reenacting it and remy malik oh so good so good can i just tell you the point that right is a little before that one that it totally got me hmm. like i had to like wipe tears away from my <laughs> from my face where it was like is the beginning of their set so they get on stage a live aid you know we we know everything we need to know because this is the end of the movie is the climax of the movie and he starts singing um the like the, the beginning the slow the slow part of bohemia rhapsody there was this line that he said earlier in the movie where where he's describing what's it like to perform in front of people and he and i think he's talking to mary and he says something like like there comes a, a moment where he couldn't sing a bad note, like he couldn't sing a false or a bad note, even if he tried, because he's in that moment, you know, yeah, he's in that yeah. space. And um, so in the beginning of that Live Aid, and he's singing the, the opening parts of Bohemian Rhapsody, like I felt like he was, at least the way they framed it in the movie, like he was in that moment where probably because I know how big the Live Aid performance was in, you know, in history or whatever, and especially in their history, like I just viewed it through that lens so he's singing he's at the piano and he like takes a breath and i just like started i just started crying because it's that like you know it's what i was talking about before is like seeing someone in their element seeing someone kind of like about to give one of the greatest performances in rock and roll history you know yeah, what i mean yeah and like and take and 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 what he was going through was probably what he talked about before is just kind of like, like, I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill it. I, I, I probably can't make a false move even if I tried right now. You know what I mean? And that thought and that moment, um, at least the way it was framed, the way I saw it, just really got me. Like, it truly got me in, like, my little artist heart. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I would, you know, for those that haven't seen that live clip on YouTube, go watch it. It's in HD, at least the one that I watched. It was great quality. Um, yeah. You know, and you kind of forget that, you know, he did pass away in the early 90s. So uh, definitely go check that I out. Think. 91, yeah. I, uh, I think 91, you're correct. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I remember I, when he passed away. 
I wonder how many views it's got now since the movie's been out. You know, people are probably curious <laughs> to see how close they got. Because again, I just watched it like the other day, uh, just because mm-hmm. I, I wanted to see how well they they kind of reenacted it. You can probably put it on your show notes, no? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Check check the link. Uh, I'll I'll put the link in the show notes. Yeah, good, uh, very good suggestion. Um, one of my favorite laugh out moments was, uh, you know, we, we haven't even mentioned the. Um, well, I, I kind of briefly touched on how Mary does move on and she mm-hmm. starts dating this guy David. Uh, at the, you know, towards the end of the movie, before that concert, you know, Freddie asks the other bandmates, like, hey, what do you guys think about David? And he's like, <laughs> I think he's gay. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yeah, he was like, oh, I, think, I think he's gay. <laughs> oh, it was hilarious yeah, because, like, they cut it just right to, you know, for that, that comedic beat. And, like, the audience was laughing. They were eating it up. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man. Um, can I just tell you, though, what I, what I wish that the movie had more of? Hmm. Like, I really wanted the movie to be um, grittier and more flamboyant. Like, I wanted I wanted the movie to reflect who, like, a little bit more of who, like, we thought Freddie was. You know okay. what I mean? You know, he he was he was amazing and energetic and all that stuff like and the movie captured that but there was like there was like a flamboyance to him that i felt like the movie itself lacked because the movie felt very like like tamed. we mentioned like by the num by the numbers tamed it was pg13 which i really don't appreciate that's like what i felt I like it should have been a rated r yeah yeah um, maybe that's why cuz it just felt a little sanitized that's what i'm getting there at we go, like yes. it just felt a little sanitized for a rock and roll um biopic about this you know Freddie very Mercury. large yeah. um band and person all the sex all the drugs that was happening you know um i i don't know i just feel like it was it was too sanitized and i that i wish wasn't the case you know what i mean no i, um, I get it yeah because like we, we were kind of teased with certain stuff like it, it's all implied like all all yeah. of the the, the, um, the fans that paul was bringing up to you know for him to sleep with and stuff mm-hmm. it was all like after the uh, fact and all that and i i know you know they went with pg-13 to get a, a bigger audience right they, yeah when i, I went there was a father and son you know his son must have been 15 i i, I would guess you know mm-hmm. so I couldn't see a 15-year-old, you know, maybe being in there uh, watching with his dad. I, I think that would have been uncomfortable for the, the, the two. So I, I, I totally get what you're saying, and I completely agree with you. I, I, I think that's kind of what I was expecting as well, just from the little bit that I did know. I was just like, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of shied away from some of this stuff. And, and the way they did it yeah. kind of early on in the movie, I almost mm-hmm. was like maybe kind of doubting his sexuality. Like, maybe he was bisexual. Like, you know, right, I'm, right, right. Yeah, so it, it, it wasn't clear to me exactly until, like, his breakup with Mary. So right. just because of the tease, you know, so, yeah. Yeah. And, for I mean, it's my understanding that, like, all the, the sex, the gay, gay sex that he was having, like, it was a lot and frequent, and mm. you know what I mean? And, okay. um, they, you know, they showed him, like I said, like, he was, he didn't like to be alone. So he always had people and, and multiple partners a, a day, a night or whatever, like, all that stuff. I'm not saying like revel in it, you know, as a whole movie, but at least show it and not sanitize it as much because then it felt a little scrubbed down um i kind of felt also that way about the um the james brown biopic with chadwick boseman oh, like i okay. felt like it was just kind of like a little sanitized as well i um, do still that, need to see that yeah it's not bad i i recommend it just for chadwick's performance that's okay. it um but no it's just i i understand um lower you know lower rating like a pg-13 gets more people in there supposedly business um wise but it's for the for the work you know for the work for the movie for the depiction of these musicians like it would be great for it to be more just gritty just like more true to life about like what was happening how like you know if they're really huge assholes like show them to be really huge assholes if they're not then great if they're sex machines drug addicts you know like i want to see all that because the reason i'm going to see these biopics is to see the lives of these people you know and the creative process so that's you know something that i wish it would have been different um and the dialogue was a little clunky. I know there were a lot of great lines that you liked, but yeah. just like in general, like there were some expositional dialogue that's just kind of like, we could have dealt with that, that, but okay. Um, like, <laughs> I, I guess I was a little, I, I don't want to word word this incorrectly. Like, I don't want to say underwhelmed. I don't want to say mm-hmm. uh, unimpactful, but when he reveals 
to the band, you know, because the uh, Miami Beach, because he knows the deal, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the, I love that scene too. Like Jim Beach, that's that's a little boring. Now you're yeah. Miami, Miami. And, he and was at like, first, right. I was just like, why? And then he goes, Miami Beach. I go, okay, okay, I get it, Beach. Okay, yeah, yeah. so that that maybe that delivery was a little little weird because I had to think about the joke. But mm. later on, when he you know reveals that he has AIDS, I was just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I, I felt maybe that execution of that particular scene or i don't know if it's the writing but it didn't mm-hmm. hit me a, as bad because the the bandmates were clearly saddened by this news but i don't mm-hmm. i don't know i i didn't feel like you know this this family who has been together for such a long time i i, I didn't right. think their reaction was as bad as i would think you know when somebody right. finds out their loved one had uh, has aids or you know something right. but i mean yes you're right but i think it also kind of um Cause he was just kind of like, it is what it is. Right. Nothing we can do about it now. You know, he had that attitude. It's like, I'm just telling you guys, I don't want to tell the world. I don't want people to like treat me or see me differently. I am who I am. That makes, that is just something, you know, it's not everything, you know? So possibly because he had that in the movie, he had that uh, attitude to it, towards it. I think the scene kind of also took that attitude away. Yeah, Remy Malik has so much range in this movie because I did read something <sighs> so about good. Freddie Mercury. Like he, he, even though he was the way he was, the, he was still kind of like shy around people too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. you, and you got that sense, you know, when he yes. is comfortable and with his bandmates, he is sassy as they get. Like I love sassy yes. Freddie. Yeah. But, but then when he's shy, <laughs> like um, there, there's the point where like you see he kind of loses some power. But um, when he's kind of lonely in his own home after having thrown a party he hits on jim hutton when we meet him for the first time you know he kind of grabs him whatever and the way jim reacts is like don't don't, you know look i work for you but don't you ever touch me again because i will you know i'll punch you or you know that and right and then you find out that oh jim hutton is gay and you know is just um but 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 the way freddie reacts is like oh look i'm so sorry um let me get you a beer but can you tell me where the beer is? Like, where do we keep yes. the beer? Like, <laughs> like that. That's vulnerable, Freddie. And you know, yeah. so again, we get that's to see like all ranges. That's not like rock star, Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I love seeing that. Yeah, because they are human too. It, absolutely, absolutely. And and they did show a very human side to him, a very like real human side. Not and not only you know flaws wise, but just human. And like, for example, like in the scene that you just mentioned. So, um, and uh, I can't even, have I said that Rami Malek's performance was incredible? Wait, have I said that before? No, that's, it was. that was the first time you, that's new to me. That's the first time I've said it. Oh my God. <laughs> Rami Malek was phenomenal. He's great. Uh, I, I do really want to watch this again so bad. I came home and I told my husband, I was like, I really like, A, I feel very proud of him as if, you know, like I'm his, his mom or something, but, <laughs> um, but I, I came home and I said, I really want this movie to be good for him because after watching his performance, like he deserves it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hope it is. I hope it's good for him. It's so good. I, I again, the supporting cast—they were all great, and um, they all really looked like the band. Did. It you was know, kind of creepy. They showed the like one of his um, performances, uh, like on some show or whatever, right? Like in the in the credits, and it—they oh, they look so eerily similar. Everybody, even the bassist uh, Deacon. In yes. I, when I watched the Live Aid video on YouTube, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, it, they look identical." Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I've seen I've seen the Live Aid performances performance several times before okay um but while i was watching the movie i was like oh my god they really wore that good lord <laughs> like i was just like so in shock uh, like it just, i don't know in the movie it just made it look dorkier somehow i don't know um i i wish that this had came out before halloween because i think we could have gotten more freddie mercury costumes mm, that would be yeah i could see that like, I, I think, I, I don't know if next year might be too late, but like, I would have dressed up as Freddie Mercury. Like, if this movie came out like before and yeah. uh, for as much as I loved it, enjoyed it, I'd be like, you know, all I need is a, is a fake mustache and sunglasses. You know, I, 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 I could find and like a white your hair tee. Back and, yeah. 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 And a really tight acid white jeans. Yeah. I, I, um, I got skinny jeans. <laughs> they're, they're not the same, but okay. No, no, you yeah. can play it. You can okay. do it. But you need to like, it looked like, I don't know. I don't know if you noticed, but I did in the actual Live Aid performance. If you guys ever catch it on YouTube, um, 
like he looks like he has no underwear so you just see like you could practically mm. see the outline of his penis that's how tight these pants were there, and there was a you moment need to pull that off I, um okay uh there was a moment where i think he was wearing like a leotard or something like that and yeah, i felt like you yeah, could yeah, see yeah. something yeah 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 so oh, no, I, he had no that problems that might have been yeah. in actually that might have been the real footage at the end i, I yes. think he was in a like like tights or leotard or whatever so like yeah. a full body thing interesting uh i don't yeah. know if i'm that confident to uh <laughs> To, go, well, to to be that well, method like <laughs> <laughs> listen if you're gonna dress up as Freddie Mercury you need that confidence okay. pretend alright well I'll consider it um, <laughs> as we get ready to wrap up here you got anything else you want to touch on uh, I mean again they, they showed us so many facets of like their career so I, I know we're missing a bunch of stuff that you know people probably want to hear us touch on but I, I don't know just the, the performances alone the you know coming up with the music and a lot of the relationships I think it was just wonderful yeah I and I definitely agree with you um, I, I also you know what I didn't mind that I I kind of liked or I didn't mind was the that we didn't see too much of the their outside impact on like culture or audiences you know what mm -hmm. I mean yeah. like we didn't see you know how in a lot of biopics or fake biopics whatever you see like the um, the public listening to the song for the first time and how or or like how record stores in those days record stores were like being bombarded by the hordes of crowds you know like we didn't see any of that or we didn't see how like it didn't seem um that important for the movie to show the audience or like their impact in the audience because it was more about you know them and their bond and their artistry i guess in a way yeah you, you mean like a like a tropey shot where it's just like some random fan who like turns on the radio or turns yeah, on the tv and yeah, like oh my that's... god it's queen yeah and then like a bunch of people dressed up as freddie and like yeah. you know all the like dumb shit that you usually right, see right, in right. biopics i got you we like, didn't uh, get that Kind of like in um, That Thing You Do, which I also reviewed, right. fake band, but another biopic. <laughs> yes, but a good, that was a good one, actually. A, it is, it is, but yeah, kind of yeah. like that. I mean, because that, that was kind of, not a satire, but that's like, you know, it was a movie about those type of bands and stuff. So. Right, um, yeah. But yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. there's always that shot of like the hordes of crowds around the limo and them trying to get in the limo and then they close the door and people are still like, I love yeah. you. You know, right, like right, we didn't right. get right. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. I appreciated that. Yes, no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> But yeah, you get the sense of like we we are familiar with how big that band was, you know. Right. Um, this band, uh, I can't I can't believe I forgot about this. But my oldest son Phoenix, um, he, you know, for those that don't know, he's 18 and he's out of the house now. But a couple years ago, he was at an actual music camp, um, mm -hmm. you know, a couple hours away here, and uh, and he was gone for like two weeks. And when I came down for like family day actually it was also the last day to, to pick him up they they put on a performance and his his group his choir group or whatever they they actually performed bohemian rhapsody and he had nice. a solo but it's just just the fact that you know i have that part of my history now with the, right. with that song you know my son sang like a solo and it actually made me tear up you know, when when because mm -hmm. I did I didn't know he had a solo. I just knew right, he was right. going to be performing. I didn't know what songs or anything like that. So um, it was a big surprise, and I'm just like, oh, that's the song I know, and I and I really genuinely love that song as well. So yeah, um, yeah. so uh, I guess awesome. that that will wrap it up, um, Carly. Why don't you give your plugs and where listeners can find you if they want to hear your uh, your amazing voice and you know uh, <laughs> stuff that you do. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you can definitely catch me on Talking Shondaland, anywhere you listen to podcasts, um, and on TV8 My Brain as well, anywhere where you listen to podcasts, or you can go to CoreTempleArts.com and you can catch everything I do there. Yes, yes. Well, we have collaborated many times. Uh, we have. Yeah, TV8 My Brain. We did the, what, Friends from College. Um, yes, we're still waiting for that to come back. Is it? I mean, I don't know if it was actually officially canceled, so that's that, that would be interesting to find out. Uh, keeping hope up. Keeping hope alive. We did a... Frequency. Probably, at least a couple episodes. Oh, yeah, Frequency. Well, uh, We don't like you, to talk you, about it. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want to talk about what happened, what timeless and all that. But uh, yeah. music, we did some music episodes on Music Ate My Brain. And, we have. You know, you've been on Postagic a we few times. Five. 
yeah i've been um i've been sharing we got five with uh with a new friend of mine oh and i'm like you gotta listen to we got five. Oh, I appreciate if you want to that. listen to the yeah. one i'm on fine but you can listen to the rest of it <laughs> well the ones you you're on we have a lot of fun i mean not to say that we don't have fun with other people but uh those are especially because like the, the ones you come on um a lot of those topics are very personable and uh, mm -hmm. i feel that's where listeners really get to uh, learn about us a, a lot more and uh, just a lot of uh, great topics on there and that's not um uh uh, canceled if anybody was wondering um just you know taking a break taking a break both literally and figuratively uh mm. yeah and but i i have talked to devin and you know he's he's still on board he's just you know uh, now it's not a good time right now and you know i'll leave it at that i could fill in for him if you need me to just putting it out there okay all right yeah we, we i don't even know what topics uh <laughs> we got to come up with topics for sure we'll do the ones that he doesn't want to do that's that you know what there are ones that he has definitely said no to for sure so um for, speaking of that show we got five pod on uh twitter if you guys want to follow that uh but for me you can find me on instagram and twitter at podstalgic or if you want to check out cobra kai stuff you know cobra kai companion is a uh, mm. uh new podcast in the court of parts lineup too so uh i'm on Cobra Kai Pod on Twitter, Cobra Kai Podcast on Instagram. So if you like that show or even like the first Karate Kid movie, yeah, give give it a listen. The first two episodes are free on YouTube, the um, Cobra Kai show, and obviously the Cobra Kai Companion. It's available everywhere. You know, we've reviewed all the episodes, and at this point, I don't know, 16, 17 interviews um, with <laughs> cast members and some oh, from the, the original movies. Yeah. You, yes. you know what's funny is when I did like the fourth one, maybe Carly was jokingly like, Oh, are you interviewing everyone from the show or something? I'm just like, yeah, right. Well, you know what? I, I kind of am going yeah. that way, aren't I? So, hell yeah, that's awesome. And they're great interviews. So if you guys haven't checked it out, please do. Yeah, yeah. The um and the people like the production team, they're listening to the show as well. So uh, if they're enjoying it, I'm sure you guys would too if you watch that show. So um, that's going to do it. Thanks again, Carly, for uh, coming on the show. We definitely got to get you back sooner than later. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I always have a lot of fun when, when you're on. I think, I think I'm coming back to talk another music, uh, rock and roll uh, movie. Yes, soon, yes. Hopefully. Yes. Thank you for the reminder. It may not be <laughs> the next episode, but in the very, very near, near future, what we wanted to do was uh, because of this release of Bohemian Rhapsody, I'll go ahead and throw it out, but uh, you will be returning at some point to cover Almost Famous, uh, the 2000 yes. uh, bio uh, biopic, yeah. you know, about the uh, fictional band um, Clear... Still, no, Steel Water? Yeah. Stillwater, yeah. Stillwater. It's been a while, but I remember enjoying their music too. Cameron Crowe and oh, uh, I forget so his wife's name, but uh, they wrote those songs. Nancy. And... Oh, shit. Nancy Myers? That... No. No. Sorry, that's the writer. <laughs> I was going to say, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe <laughs> I forgot. Does she do the... rom coms? No, but. Um, the, she's the. Uh, I know. She's Crow. Nancy yeah, Myers. Sorry. Yeah. No, but Nancy, Um, I can't remember her name now. She's one of the, the half of Heart. Uh, Nancy. Nancy from Heart. Yeah, there, there we go. There we go. So, um, yeah, look forward or look for that in the near future. And if you guys have been supporting the show or, um, you know, enjoying what you've been hearing on Pulse please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. I'll really help out. I don't think I've had one for, for a while now. And, uh, but I know that when Cobra Kai came, uh, came up, I, I kind of like put Pulsogic on the back burner. So I've only been doing like some new releases here and there. But um, yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing more and uh, untraditional Pulsogic episodes in the near future, just kind of random like movie related stuff to kind of shake it up a little bit. So awesome. thank you guys for listening and uh, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Court and Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court and Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.